The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. We are the usual suspects. Dialing in today is the one and only, the incomparable Miss K Savage. Hey, friends. How you doing? Happy indeed, Sunday. Indeed, indeed. Sitting to my left, I have the lovely and the wonderfully talented T Rich, right. queen of the bottomless mimosas, first of my name. <laughs> Across from me, I have the one and only. Hey, your boy S Double, aka Hilarious Targaryen, in the building. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Look My name you. is Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett III. And sitting in the studio today, ladies and gentlemen, we, we got some visitors. We got some visitors. We all we have Tell all us the way. What your name is. We got all the way from Israel. We have uh, the the little homie Henny sitting there. Say what up, Henny. Shalom, shalom. All right, that's what's up. And also sitting in, he doesn't have a mic right now, whatever. But we have Macon's finest. We have the one and only Mario. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we also Mario have Baby is Bro, in the to be Killer my Cam in the house, just listening in. So, yeah, we're about to jump in on this whole thing. It's Hopefully, the show's good here. for all these people that's here. So, uh, yeah, we're going to jump in. Today's date is October 15th, 2017. Uh, again, this is shit you might have missed on www.flashblackradio. And, uh, yeah, so we just go from there. Let's, let's get it going. This week in problematic ass people, Waka Flocka Flame does not know he's black. Really? He said he uh. is European <laughs> and Native American. He is not African American. Did anybody play him the story of OJ? Did anybody play that song for him? <laughs> okay. It would have been appropriate to play that song the moment he said that. Oh, he was so serious though. Hmm, that's interesting. I was like, oh, okay. bless your heart. Okay, all right. I'll I actually it. watched the clip. It, it was sad. It was, right? Because he had conviction. <laughs> so he was like, yes. yes, I am European and Native American. Isn't Walker Flocker the same person who said he don't like that dictionary rap? Well, I Might think he been. also said something along the lines of he wasn't denying the African, but what he not is not black. And I was just totally confused at that point because I was like, you confused. But um, Walker Flocker Flame is kind of confusing to me because I remember like when he first went on to 106 in Park and they asked him what he thought about voting. And his response was, uh, voting good, voting good. <laughs> that, that, was, that was his response. Um, was he playing Bubba Gump when he said No, no, no. That's just like, yeah, I, he was stumped by the question. He wasn't prepared for that question. So, I mean, I kind of feel like I've seen some things with Walker Flock of Flame where he's like, you know, like, okay, I feel like he's an entertaining. He seems like a cool guy. And other right. times it's just like, if on, you are uh, an adult male who has registered with Selective Services, I'm gonna need you to be able to speak on voting on like the. There fly. are a lot of people who don't know that you're actually supposed to like uh, register for Selective Services. There, uh, that that's not a thing that a lot of people realize, unfortunately. So if you Those are, must not want financial aid. 
Oh, yeah, well, well, ever. Yeah, well, there are a lot of people who you know never sought financial aid. Niggas don't go to college. You can vote <laughs> there, in all different kinds of elections. You can vote. You can cor- congressional vote. Yeah, I, I, I believe there are jobs vote. that you like don't you qualify for. You, know, you, know, you can vote in a, in a spelling bee. You can vote. <laughs> Not a spelling bee. You can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got any more uh, terrible people? Oh, that... Waka. Yeah, I mean, what's um, up with Harvey Weinstein? Uh, like, masturbating into potted plants. I've heard a lot of, like, bad things about this, this, uh, this, this Weinstein. You want to throw it up in the sky, the throw it in a circle? LeBron <laughs> James, your semen. And surrounding Harvey Weinstein, we can add Mayan Bialik and James Corbin to problematic people speaking on Harvey oh. Weinstein this week. Okay, so uh, explain why that is. Can you recap? Yeah, well, can you recap right. what was said so we know what was going on? So Mayan Bialik wrote an op-ed in which she basically slut-shamed all of his victims by mm-hmm. saying something along the lines of, you know, she dresses modest and she doesn't flirt and she's never used her sexuality to try again and head in Hollywood. Maya Bialik has sexuality. And 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 so <laughs> that's why that's why she's been so safe in her career. And then there was James Corden who was at the AMFAR benefit, which is, you know, AIDS relief. I don't know the exact acronym on that one, but he was up there making Harvey Weinstein jokes like it was all good. Like and not in a funny sort of way. Like in a extra rapey sort of way. You know, I I feel like that's the the talk show guy, right? Yes. Yeah. So I feel Park like karaoke. he's I feel yeah. like he's problematic because also he was the one that was uh slobbing down Spicer. Sean Spicy Facts. Yeah. Uh, at the it wasn't Emmys? actually slobbing him down. It's just, I was gonna say, what, what was this? No, 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 oh, no, no. I think I missed something. He, he was he, kissing he, him. He, 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 he like kissed him on, on the, the cheek, cheek yeah. or something. Oh. I don't know. On the cheek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cheek, lips, dick. I don't know. It's all the same. But yeah. No, no, no. no, no. It's, <laughs> no it's absolutely not all no, the same. It's not. It no, was completely different. But anyway, like I, I feel like he's just kind of problematic, and maybe up until this point, we have not seen it. So I feel well, like the things that he's doing are not just missteps. I feel like Rose, Rose McGowan came out and was like, uh, yeah, so I don't understand why anybody thought this was funny. And by the way, those two are friends. So, yeah. And then Twitter mm-hmm. shut her down. You got something you want to say, Mario? You want to share yeah. my mic? You want to share my mic? Go on, get on that, Mario. Get on that mic. Rose, uh, I have a, a, a. I don't know how this is gonna go. Just ahead of time. Don't. I don't. Victims. I'm not trying to uh, victimize the victims again. But at certain point, um, we have to be responsible for our own personal actions. Um, Angelina Jolie spoke up. A couple other A-list celebrities spoke up, and they were accosted by this man, and they decided not to work with him. They walked away from him. They didn't take anything from him. So are you truly a victim if you take $100,000 and keep your mouth shut? What is your self-worth worth? What are you worth to yourself? How old, were all, how old were all of these other women? I don't know what age they were. And I, and I think you, the reason why that's relevant is because when this happened to Rose McGowan, she was 23. Yeah, she was 23. And I think a lot of them and said the things that old, old white men don't go after old white women. So I'm sure all of these... They were the early 90s. All of these happened to them when they were prime. You understand what I'm saying? 
And I don't know the exact ages because they didn't say it. But if you look down through the list of 30 victims, there were a lot of women in there who just decided not to work with them, who didn't trade their self-worth for anything. Well, well, well actually, got a little bit deeper than that. Uh, to be honest... Um, she was under contract. Well, well not just that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak to that. I know there were issues where if they filed a complaint or if they had an issue with them, um, in getting a settlement, there was also an NDA that they had to sign and then they got blacklisted. So there are a lot of them who couldn't get work because he is Weinstein. This He's is allegedly great. So I trade no, myself worth for a movie role or $100,000. That's that, that, that what we're saying. I, I don't care about a non-disclosure act. We're talking about our own self-worth. What's your worth? You would be violated and stay there and take hundred grand. There's not, there's not an amount you can put on my self-worth. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Non-disclosure act wouldn't have been signed. I wouldn't have taken the money. As I said, there are other A-listers down that list of 30 women that is in the article who said these things happened to them. Mm-hmm. They decided not to work with them. They walked away from them. I don't, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with the whole self-worth mm-hmm. argument, but I will, I will say that doesn't make them less of a victim. I'm not, I'm not saying it didn't make them a victim at all. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't make them a victim at all. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, I know that I don't know what I would do if I was offered that money because nobody's ever offered me that much money for anything. So, is, is anybody you know? Does anybody want to offer me that much money to do something? I can offer it to you. I ain't got it. If you don't have, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's be a realistic chance that I actually get the money. Like, yeah, and yeah, I I, I don't have it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a hundred air. What do you What do you have? I'm desperate. What do you have? I got a half a bag of caramel popcorn. Like a bag of popcorn. Shit, that ain't even your bag, nigga. That's mine. I got possession is nine tenths of the law. So, I got a half a bag of like popcorn. You know, you know. And, well, and some, and some got, tasty muffins so. upstairs. You'll you take know. it. I'll take it. Hey, I got a cupcake upstairs. Somebody <laughs> start turning tricks again. Or is it a one? Is it bitten? It's a whole. It's a whole cupcake. It's a whole cupcake. Uh, <laughs> hey, so can I get the cupcake and a half-eaten bag of popcorn? I might even Not be able both. to throw in a cookie. Not both. Depends on what you're trying to do. I, I'll let you go masturbate into a plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna work for me, oh, sir. Okay. I, <laughs> I can't do that. All right. All right, so um, that's all I got. Yeah, um, the Harvey Weinstein thing. Um, Tom Cotton, anybody want to talk about Senator Tom Cotton and how he's like, I just read a, a tweet from Malcolm Nance, who um, is uh, really informed on national security matters. He's been in the business for a very long time. Um, if you want to be scared shitless, you can just read his, his Twitter feed because he's very informed. Uh, he was saying basically Tom Cotton, well, he wasn't saying, he's sharing an article that basically intimated that uh, Tom Cotton is one of the leading proponents for the Trump administration tearing up the current Iran um, pact that was put in place by President Obama's administration. And the reason why he wants to tear up the pact is not because he wants to get a better deal, but because he wants to actually like address Iran militarily and then try to install a new regime. And we see how well that's worked in, I don't know, Iraq. And, you know, we can just go down a list of how many places we've tried to, like, basically go into sovereign nations and then install our own regime, how well that's worked. So, yeah. So I just want to Land wars in Asia? I just don't understand. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just just evil people who, you know, just let them do what they want to do and not paying attention. But I think the crazy thing about this Iran deal is that it's not a bilateral deal. 
It's a multinational deal. Exactly. And the only person who is interested in seeing that deal go away is Donald Trump. So, I mean, what's he going to do when everybody else keeps doing what they don't? And what's he going to do when... What's he going to do when he realized he now don't have no credibility to negotiate with anybody? Because, like, we can't put the full faith and credit of the United States government on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not, yeah. Henny, what were you going to say? No, I said Donald Trump and Bibi Netanyahu, too. He doesn't, he wanted that to, like, he's... Yeah, you were talking to me about Netanyahu yesterday, and I was saying, for me, it's just, like, we only see, like, from American media, Netanyahu, and he's, like, like a highly regarded and... You know, Obama is a great friend to the United States of America, but you have a different take coming from Israel, so. Yeah, uh, for me, so also in Israel, you will hear a lot of different voice of uh, Obama and a lot of people, uh, you know, I know how in America, everywhere I'm going, everyone is, um, I, I don't know how Trump uh, got uh, elected because everyone I'm talking with are, hate him well, and you happen to be in one of the most progressive areas of the country right now yeah this area is more yeah. politically informed people too. who voted trump in office they don't live here for the most part mario yeah. can talk about the people that voted um, trump into office so so for and israel in uh, for an israeli like for me trump I, I don't think trump good for us but a lot of israelis thinks that because trump and bibi netanyahu has this like closer relationship and and I feel like both of them corrupt, and I think uh, mm. Bibi Netanyahu does everything he can to stay uh, uh, prime minister, and he he's, doesn't really think about us as, <coughs> as, a, as a citizens, and he just think about what is good for him. Mm. And Donald Trump is good for him. Also, my point of view, um, I think the all deal with Iran, like, if no one really controlling what's going on, like no one really knows if they uh, actually respect this deal or doesn't respect. Um, but in the end of the day, uh, for, for, for Israel, everyone wanted this deal to like, uh, a, lot, a lot of people doesn't, doesn't agree with this deal. Everyone, th- a lot of people think is bad for us. So that's why people will support also Trump. And that's why, um, but but uh, again, I don't think people think and understand how much like he doesn't really know, and he's he, every, everything he's doing is very emotional and very like um, moving from place to place without really thinking of what is the best interest really for Israel and what is the best interest for America or what is the best interest for the world, and people more just just. Um, they they just support him because because without yeah. like any 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 reason. Um, yeah, I I have hard time with that. I I have hard time with that. Like dealing with talking with Israelis <coughs> when they're like, yeah, you know what, Donald Trump is the best, mm. and he gonna make Israel strong, and he gonna but. But that's not true because no one knows what 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 make this guy make the decision that he's taking, and that's the most scary thing for me, as someone that look in America as a model of uh, democracy and a model of. Um, I believe that a lot of Americans, and I feel like 
lot, my experience with America is people here trying to be better and people want to get better and, and um, trying to be better place and, and love America. But then I see Donald Trump as someone that like doesn't care about it. Mm. And, and when he doesn't care about it and he doesn't care about the world get better, I'm scared because for me, America is like a big thing or control a lot of stuff in the world and affect a lot of my country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but it's pretty hard in the situation. Huh? Uh, we feel the same way. <laughs> uh, look. Uh, <laughs> I mean, our president Nobody is a thought who, doesn't, who, who claimed to have met with the president of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Like, uh, but nigga, how? You, you the president. You the president. The Virgin Islands. You went to the mirror? <laughs> like, hey, how did this happen? You want to make a change. Starting with the man life, in the mirror. Getting, Asking him to change his ways. Yeah, your president's a thought. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Hannah makes a very good point. You know, we don't understand Donald Trump's motivation. I, I think, you know, Donald Trump frequently doesn't understand Donald Trump's mm-hmm. motivation. And that's the real problem. Um, mm-hmm. That When you're talking about a deep psychosis like that, um, he has a highly reactionary, you know, personality, and you know, look at the way uh, who's a, who's the new president of, um, of France, Macron? Uh, Macron. Macron. Look at how Macron played Trump. Look how my, oh, I got him, I got him. I'm coming. I'm you know, wind him down. I'm make him feel respected. Make him feel like Donald Trump is like, yo, we we out of the Paris Accords. We done with the Paris Accords. And then Macron, you know, he just nice to him, make him feel important. Well, you know. Maybe we might be able to do something. That's why I said he's a thug. With the Paris Accords. It's like Donald Trump, is just, he has thin skin. He's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. He's an egomaniac. And he doesn't know, he doesn't know what he wants. He, he knows that know there's a base. Doing. Yeah, there's a base that got him elected. And he enjoys tripping off being a president of the United States. And he feels like if he continues to cater to that base then there's a chance that he'll continue to remain as, you know, president of the United States if he gets elected for another term. Um, Which is possible. It is possible. But, I mean, he also, people use this phrase all the time, you know, knowing just enough to be dangerous. You know, he has just enough power. He has just enough authority as president to be dangerous. And one thing that's always consoled people whenever somebody gets in power uh, that's not necessarily good for the country. We always say, well, you know, they're only going to be president at most for two terms. How much damage can they do? And he's putting it to the test. He mm-hmm. wants to show the world just how much damage he can do to the entire globe uh, within. He's not even waiting for eight years. I mean, he started out the nah, gate with executive gate. orders. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let so me show you how much how, dumb shit I can we'll do. We'll see how much damage he could do. To the whole world. It's like it's not just the United States. You know, everybody's feeling the impact of his decisions, of his terrible reactions. It's just, and it, it, it's, I do at least have some solidarity when I talk to someone, you know, from another nation who says, wait a minute, what's going on with this Trump guy? You know, it just gives us some validation that we're not, we don't just feel this way because we're progressives in America. You know, there are other people from outside the world, from outside of the uh, United States, excuse me, not the world, that's a, a Freudian slip. Um, the United States is not the whole world. Um, but looking in at our country and saying, what is going on with this guy? What is he doing? Right. To add on to what you were saying, not just about the, like, you know, knowing just enough to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> knowing just enough to be dangerous. There's also the idea that he doesn't really understand how much power he has, so 
he's in the process of over this this first like two hundred something days. Um, in and terms of change, two hundred something days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's already in the process of essentially trying to figure out what the limits of his power are. Which is why he was like he pardoned Sheriff Apayo. Now Apayo hadn't even been sentenced. Yeah, you yet. can't even uh, he can't you even can't pardon yet. somebody who hasn't been sentenced. Yeah, yeah. So he pardoned him before can't he even got sentenced. So there's that, and sentence. then like you know, and that's why Mueller is taking his time. I think with a lot of these investigations or whatever, and figuring out because at the end of the day, you know, if they're gonna try to you know like you know indict people and you know. Uh, lay charges on people. They have to make sure that they can do it in a way that it can't be tampered with, or else what's the point? The key thing to know for the American people is, from what I understand, Mueller can't actually indict the president. So Mueller can't actually impeach the president. That's something that's strictly on Congress. So that basically has to be voted on in Congress, and then the Senate is going to have to sit down, and then like they're going to have to make a decision on whether or not they're actually going to follow through with the impeachment. So... Those are things to just keep in mind with this whole process. But, you know, if you just start, like, indicting people and Trump just pardons them, it's like, okay, well, what's the point of having a legal process? <laughs> when, the, when the crooked chief is able to just go ahead and supersede all the stuff that we're trying to do to make sure this country remains honest and the checks and balances that have been in place for centuries, when you actually try to use them properly and effectively, you find your way to, like, dismantle that. So... I actually said something intelligent. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> you going to quit while you're here? Look at you. <laughs> Look at God. Won't he do it? Will he won't? Oh, man, nobody had to clean up nothing. You just, you just. I know, right? Yeah, I, 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 I stuttered it. like five times only. Hey, 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 hey man, but hey. you didn't have to come back for that third round. Right. Exactly. Mm. That's only for you, girl. <laughs> only for you. Mm. Uh, another problematic person is, um, what's the, oh, what's his name? Sorry about that. Denise. Denise. Young Smith, Apple Vice President of Diversity. Uh, oh, Apple? Apple messing up? What? Uh, Was it fine? Mm-hmm. She wanted uh, to let y'all know that a room full of 12 blonde-haired white men could be diverse. No, 12 blonde-haired, blue-eyed white men could Blue-eyed, be sorry. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed white men could be diverse. One of them was Nordic, and one of them was... Mm. German. German. And one Swedish. Like, how... But then, of course, like, you know, like all people do, she, you know, went back and was like, oh, no. So, no, nah, uh-uh. That's, that's not what I meant. Like, you know, my bad. I apologize. Um, oops. I did it again. So. <laughs> did she quote Britney Spears? Or was that you? That was me. Okay. Um, she, she said a bunch clear. of words. She with her heart. Got yeah. lost in the game. She did. She um, regretted she, her choice of words. That? I think your circle is think, only as diverse as who you don't have to. I think your circle is only as diverse as who you're not forced to deal with. In America, we have forced diversity. Segregation is illegal at this point, so people is feel. It? Well, oh, oh, that okay. So I think people feel like I just had this conversation at work. I think people feel that they're diverse because oh, I work with a black guy, I work with an Asian. But when you go home and your neighborhood is. 100% Asian or 100% white, and these are the people that you associate and go to church with and go to the gun club, are you really diverse? You, you only have diversity in your workplace. And then, you know, how they break down the school systems, mm-hmm. you know, so forth and so on, as there's a classification of a white school versus a black school or whatever, so your kids don't see any diversity. So these are the people that you continually deal with, you know, how diverse are you? Um, I, I've, I've read articles as of late that, that pretty much speak to what you're saying in terms of there's certain 
words that are used in our culture that have been used to the point where they don't have the meaning the that quality? they once had. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not just the quality, <laughs> but diversity is one of those words. You can yeah. say oh, diversity, oh, one. but you know, because they talk about that. That specifically is through the lens of like Hollywood and diversity in terms of like who's behind the camera and who's in front of the camera. And what they're saying that from that perspective is we don't want diversity at this point. We want authenticity. So authenticity is going to give us a representation of who we see when we walk out into the world. We see people who are transgender. We see people who are gay. We see people who are women. We see people who are men. Whatever. All these different individuals. Have, people. I don't see dead people. Oh, okay. You know, it's just me. you know, except for if I go to a funeral. I have a success. Is that the nice way of saying we're going to give you a wide variety of white people stories? No, that's actually black people are talking about the authenticity aspect because that's know. what Shonda Rhimes was saying. But, but there she was, was recently she was saying like diversity is just a catchphrase to pigeonhole you. So it's like, what are we talking about when we call, talk about diversity? Diversity from whose perspective? You're saying diversity, like, oh, we have this black person here. We're diverse enough. There we go. We diversify. But are we? Because, you know, there is, you know, you break down in terms of like what you see in terms of your workforce or whatever. And you see. Well, I authentically see more Asian people in my everyday life than I do on TV. Exactly. So so, somebody to get their number count up quota. You know what I'm saying? Representative sample. I'm going to need them to start talking about like workplaces. Like we talk about like samples. For demographic studies, like I'm gonna need everybody to like wrap their minds around representative percentage of what is in the population. And that's where the authenticity comes in. You actually, that's no, no, no. That's not where authenticity comes in. That's where representative percentages of what is in the population comes in. Period. Because when you say authenticity, I ain't seen nothing change on TV. I'm glad for Shonda Rhimes. She do have a lot of colored people working, but the reality is, um, Shonda is one person on one night so tv ain't really changed that much and i'm not for authenticity at this point i'm for representative samples of what is actually in the population okay so you say potato i say potato you're you're saying essentially what shauna rhymes is was arguing no that's not what she's saying okay that's not what she's saying at all okay what is she saying then what she said was diversity is some bullshit and we want to go for authenticity. So we want to show you what's out there in the world. But what's out there in the world for her may be different from what's out there in the world for me or anybody else. And so I don't want to talk about what's out there in the world from somebody's perspective. I want to talk about an actual representative percentage, you know what I'm saying, a sample. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I want to talk about measured. a sample that sample so that's resembles what, that's the, what society looks like. That's fair. And that's that how is I not authentic. Well, no, that is not what authenticity is. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's fair. Saying. So what's when I when I, I specifically say the same thing that's out there. I love that. But, the, but that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was saying what diversity from whose perspective. So you're actually saying that's what I was interpreting it as. So if that's the way you interpret it, that's a fair interpretation. I didn't look at it like that when I read it, but that's a fair interpretation. So I'll go with that. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. That's what's up. All right. I mean, I I think I think um, I don't know. It's one of those things just like you you take two steps forward and take a step back or take one step forward and two steps back. I feel like right now we're just doing that tango because, I mean, you you see something like a Queen Sugar, which I didn't realize until very recently that um, there's a different female director, black female director, Mm -hmm. who directs each episode. I didn't know that. I think that's fucking awesome. It is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that's that's people getting work. That's people able to have credits behind them to basically say, I've done this on this network for these people, whatever. And you have shows like, you know, Underground, who 
just got dropped. But I mean, being Mary Jane just got dropped. Uh, oh, I needed to. But even if you look at Master but, of None, it's weird Lena how it got Waith, dropped though. Lena Waithe was the first African American female to win um, as a, a like writer, comedy writer. Yeah, fifty years. I think it was oh, like ever. ever. Okay, I'm sorry. This somebody else. It was, like, it, was, it was another one that had been like maybe it was Donald Glover. It was Donald Glover was and that the was first. Like fifty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. like thirty years or something like that. Right, and you cannot tell me that that's representative of anything. Like, it's not authentic either. It's not authentic. Okay. It's I mean, I mean like, the episode. The episode. America. <laughs> it's authentic well, America. That's America. America. Apostrophe M. Yeah. Apostrophe and, M. And, and I, oddly enough, I, I just happened to be watching. I don't know, like YouTube yesterday. Sometimes to fall into the YouTube hole, and I watched a YouTube clip of John Amos on Sway's Universe. Um, um, Sway Calloway was interviewing John Amos along with Heather B. They were both interviewing John Amos, and he was speaking towards his time of good times. And you say why he, because I've heard so many different stories why he got removed from the show. Mm -hmm. I heard that he didn't like that um, James, um, I mean, Jimmy Walker was getting more than all the other cast members. It's like, we're in this together. He's getting way more money than everybody else. I've heard that. I heard that he didn't like the fact that James, I mean, JJ uh, at times uh, was casted or or written to be cooning, and he didn't like that. And from out of his mouth, yeah, I mean, well, you know, it, 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 it got ramped up over time, though. So mm. I think the whole show was coming. Well, okay, so what? Um, what? I what mean, was being said was the uh, hanging out with Ann Coulter. <laughs> what was being said was uh, from John Amos's perspective was when the show started, there were no black uh, writers on 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 the cast. I mean, on on on, on the set. So basically, he, he shouted at that, and and eventually they got some black writers because he's saying this is not what a black man would do in this situation. This is not how we speak. This is not our perspective. So even back then, although you can, you can say what we want in retrospect about good times, but we have to at least admit that good times is a cultural, culturally like important piece of like film in terms of like, you know, the black community, like good times and the Jeffersons and the Cosby show. It they, is. They come but you from, know what? I can't watch it. <laughs> I'm not. I, I've never really been the biggest fan of good times. Like I didn't see the damn, damn, damn episode until I was like in my 30s. So I, I missed really? that. Yeah, I mean, I, I missed know. that. I knew about it. I just hadn't seen it. I heard so many jokes about it. I hadn't seen it because I didn't watch Good Times actively. I did watch the Jeffersons more as a kid. I actually watched All in the Family as a kid. I just didn't really watch mm. Good Times like that. Never until you, all in the family. until you just uh, dropped that little tidbit about the uh, the show when the show started, it didn't have any no black writers were affiliated uh, with the production of the show, and then they added um, black writers over time. Oh, uh, can I add one more thing? The original yeah, Lionel from the Jeffersons actually co-created the show. Ah. Wow. Well, I just oh. thought I thought it was interesting you said that because then it makes sense because I know when I first you know saw Good Times, the question I would always ask myself is, is why why is everybody yelling? Why did it? it's like, every conversation everybody's yelling so much? That's what black people. I don't tell. understand why they're yelling, but they don't. Like I, I live, so I grew loud. up in a whole neighborhood, and, and, and really nobody was yelling at anybody. Can I add, like, they oh. yelled progressively less over time. Can I so get, I think the black writers were like, "Hey, can we, we like stop like writing this. so much yelling in the script?" Because this is. But that's that. I think that falls under direction, and I think part of what that could have been. Is uh, I'm, I'm not saying I get where you're going with that, but also there's also yeah, an aspect. You really just ruined my joke, but go ahead. No, 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 because there's a serious aspect behind it, whatever. <laughs> we watched the Carmichael I show. I got laughs and everything. No, no, no. We watched the Carmichael show, and you said you didn't you didn't like the way Loretta Devine uh, like did her character on the Carmichael show. Right. You thought she was like a little bit too loud and blah 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 blah. Yeah. 
I think that for some people, they come from a sensibility of there's stage acting and there's film acting. Yeah. So I think definitely. some of that was like there's stage acting for film. You have to be and bigger it, on stage. Yeah, yeah. And I think some people carry those sensibilities. Film. Like um, I liked um, the movie, um, not, I was about to say Officer and the Gentleman, A Soldier Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, you know, back in the day when Denzel was like super young or whatever. He's still, he's still getting bit roles, he's playing villains and shit. And um, who's the lead dude um, in the heat of the night? I can't remember his name. In the heat, the, the, the dude, the dude. I can't remember the Carol, black. Oh, no, 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 about the, the black. black dude. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, I forget his name, but I, I know, know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we could all <laughs> see night. his name. He passed away from HIV, um, um, HIV AIDS complications. But if you watch that movie, he did his thing in that role. But he did some movements that, that that's clearly a theater actor right there. Mm. If you watch it, it's uh-huh. like yeah, that's the theater. The way he turned all dramatic. It's like yo, that's. Like, if you're a captain, you're not going to turn like that, all dramatic-like. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know, it's, it, I, I get what you're saying, though, about the being loud. Yeah, we can agree that they, everybody was yelling on good yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 think, I think they did it on Jefferson's, though, too. Yeah. It was, I mean, they did. There was way they, too much They yelling. did. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, didn't I think they did on. I, I didn't understand. Why and I'm pretty sure, although I never watched the show, that's my mama. I'm pretty sure they did on that show. Oh, From the that's going so, down that's episode of "That's My Mama." That's my mama. Yeah. Howard Rollins. Howard Rollins. Yeah, I'll do it with the eight. Florida. <laughs> my name is Florida. That was Raj. That's my mama. Was that Raj and everyone else? That was rerun. Raj and rerun. Of course, I watched that. That was great. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't what's happening? Mm. I knew about what's, what's happening, happening. and what's happening now, which I, I didn't enjoy. Uh, but yeah. Oh, that was what's they, happening. That was what's happening. Okay. They were so bad. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard that what's happening was supposed to actually be like a spinoff of Cooley High. Huh? Don't mm. say that. No. That's, that's what I had like heard. I don't. Very yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, yeah. No, no Cooley High was one thing. What's happening was a different thing. Cooley High was great though. Yeah, Coach, Coach had the worst like Bill Cartwright shot in the world. Yeah, that shit was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, I'm the only one who remembers Bill Cartwright shot. Okay, he shot like a pimp. No, just me. I don't watch right. NBA. Bill Sorry. Cartwright, you doing this? Yeah, yeah. His, you don't remember Coachie's shot? And he was supposed to be like the star basketball player. His shot was so fucking ugly. I'm he sorry. Was, he was tall and black. He was. He was. He was. He was that. He was that. He was just going to sleep when yeah. we talking about uh, sports. Yeah, she be all right. Just tell her smoking now. Once she be good. She will. Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, what? What? <laughs> I find him to be so uninteresting at this point. I don't even know why anybody lets him talk. You know why? No, um, why? Uh, I mean, no, I at some know. point, he's going to have to dig himself out of a hole. And no, that's just, that's, hey, look, they're giving him enough rope to hang himself. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's all about. Look bad. Unintended. Yeah, that's, that's what that's all about. So, yeah, I, I know why they, they like Cam yeah. Newton talk. Uh, what else? Any more? Any more? Any more, more terrible people? Because you like you've been introducing a lot lately. I was like, no, it used to be just like one or two. Now it's like you know, it's like the, hey man, these are the times we're living in. Lots of right. problematic as no, but I feel like we should give a gold star to Iceland. <laughs> oh yeah, you heard about? The, oh, you actually sent that? Yeah, what? 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 Yeah, that's, that's dope. Yeah, go ahead, speak on it. Iceland by law passed equal pay for equal women. It is now the law of the land. Wait, equal pay for equal women? Like, no, do, yeah. the, do the equal unequal pay. women not get <laughs> It's mandatory pay. pay. pay mandatory equal pay yeah. for women. Mandatory I'm just by law. Yeah, yeah. Which She's, means, which means they're coming to look at your books. You know what I'm saying? Because the, the Icelanders... I don't know about the unequal women. It's problematic for them. <laughs> unequal women. They, they, went, they, went back, they, they went back to... Because you know the, uh, the Nordic folks, man, back in the day, yo, they had like a, a lame baby. They just throw that motherfucker in the river. Just oh, like they, went, they went Spartan yeah. on them? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the thing. Like, Iceland is was a weak quite baby. the lovely country. Yeah, at least the Nordic folks. What about? I look, love. Let's, yeah. let's get that here. I mean, Spartans. it's basically a country that's run by indigenous people. I love how, like, we went to. Yeah. Um, when I was there, we did a tour of the. We went into a glacier, and our tour guide person was telling us like the homelessness rate is very low. Like it was Everything low enough low there, where they like know the homeless people. Like oh, Bobby, Johnny. It's really low in the Netherlands too. Laura, be there. there you go. It was like some some ridiculous amount, like twelve yeah, people. Their, their incarceration rate is less than two percent. Sounds like the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like America's society. The they look country. at things differently in terms of how they address what it is. Now, the cost of living in Iceland is fucking Woo! high. Oh, Lord, I tried to it buy a bag a box of Pringles. That shit was like $6. So Stop trying to buy Pringles. <laughs> Look, nigga. But that's awful. I, I love Pringles. The Netherlands, but Iceland you will pull my Pringles from my cold, dead hands. Pringles don't love you. Never been nice. I woke up <laughs> one night when I was in Thailand, but, and apparently I had like ran through a whole box of Pringles. I was just woke up. There was an empty can of Pringles beside me. Like, what the hell happened? Yeah, the crumbs all spread on your face. <laughs> 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 like, like, it's like a crime scene. Let's dust everything down. Figure out what happened. With this can of sour cream and onion Pringles, a can of Pringles. I declare, <laughs> I'm a lady. I don't let things go in my mouth. Like I my, do not know what happened. My name is Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I, I see you. Got it. Uh, uh, Takia will be back after she after she, after she uh she she cleans herself off. <laughs> Clean yourself off. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it, what what else we got? That's great. It is. Hey, it hey, is. Hey, I appreciate hey, I appreciate you having me down here. This is great. We appreciate it's you coming, Mario. It's a, lovely, it's a lovely setup. Uh, good people. Good Thank you. We do this every week. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know I was going to get a critique with them. I'm glad you approved. Hey, well, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, really, really quick question. Actually, uh, while we're at it, uh, you. I'm spitting all on the walls. I was going to say, it could have gone the other way. It's like, it's a, why did you invite me to this? This is terrible. <laughs> what the, I can't believe you do this. You do this every week. Hey, man. Do you have anything better to do with your time? What the hell? Oh, my goodness. Hey. Uh, so, so very, very quickly, you were speaking earlier. Uh, actually, one of the reasons why I had you come over, whatever, is you were, you were oh, talking to my wife. Uh-huh. And, and you 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 were you were you were venting a little bit. You were you you were you were you were you were angry black man. You you were turned up just a little bit. Yeah, angry black man. <laughs> no. Can you can you do you speak to like what you were? So you were talking about. Uh, I don't know how the conversation started. I think we started talking about Rick and Morty. That's what we started. At, you know. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, that's what you heard. We yeah, were talking yeah. about Rick and Morty. Well, and every um, existential conversation start with Rick and Morty. But the Szechuan sauce. It, well, the Szechuan sauce. Right. So. And um. Well, it, it delved a little bit deeper. It took a couple of different parts um, because I had a conversation with someone at work, and I I'm, happen to be the token. I am the token from South Park at my job. So I get a lot of questions in regards to, well, how do you feel as a black man in America, Mario? And I, say, and I answer these questions as a black man should about things that go on. I think people feel there's, there was some type of brain trust for black people, and that's kind of how the conversation, like, mm-hmm. it started. Okay. I'm like, you know... Jesse Jackson or whoever, whoever she want to see say doesn't speak for me and like it's like I, I had commitment. to let I had to let them know that it's an insult to even say well you know you're the exception so what are other black people like that that's that's a comment that comes out quite well you know you're the exception or whatever else but you want us to believe that someone that goes out like the Las Vegas shooter Mr. Paddock I think is his name yeah. you know he's the exception I was like you know 
it's a totally different comment, but I was like, uh, there's no brain trust for black people. But right now, I believe there is a brain trust for stupidity. It happens to be the internet and social media. And that's when we started falling into this thing about the whole Szechuan sauce, the blue whale challenge. I'm Which like, I had not heard where of. do you even find these things at? Exactly. The blue whale challenge. The so blue, down with the, the blue whale challenge, the blue whale challenge was like a suicide challenge. It was like self-mutilation and torture. And so many people fell into this. There is a stream of consciousness <laughs> right now via social media and the internet where it's not like we... we it's our joke as we talked about it. It's not like the Borg. It's not like a collective consciousness in Star Trek where smart stuff and you retain the good stuff from the community. It's all stupid. Mm-hmm. We're putting value on things that have no value. A $15,000 packet of Szechuan sauce sold. People standing on counters in McDonald's like raving idiots with their dirty feet about Szechuan sauce. And, but it's cool. And everyone's looking for the opportunity to upload themselves doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you're saying I should wash my feet and leave the Szechuan sauce alone? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a plan. I had a whole plan. You just torpedoed yeah. my whole plan. Wash your feet anyway. Wash your feet anyway. I was I, them dirty like, specifically to go to McDonald's and get on the counter. Wash your feet anyway. And you and can take myself. You can take part in the Szechuan sauce, but you know, okay. self mutilation on video. I'm like, but those are small things. But if you look at it, there's just, there's a trend and it just keeps happening and it keeps happening. I mean, it's all the way down to people, I mean, raping people live on. Going live, raping people on Periscope. There have been cases really? of it. Yes. Shit. Okay. Yes. Wow. There, there was. People just there want, was a. People ca- want to record. People want to get the thing that's gonna go viral. And so even if that means like, okay, this young lady is being raped. What we're gonna do is instead of intervening, instead of we're trying gonna- to stop it, instead of calling the police. You know what? Well, let me pull out my phone. Let me record this. These are Let trends. me see how many this hits. Let me been- see how many likes. Let me see how many people I can get to follow this live video. And it's happened more than once. More than I once. I believe yeah. it. It's just, it's just yeah. like this is the shit you've seen like on like you know like twenty years ago. You see in like in a in a sci-fi movie, and now it's happening. And it's just like, well, like this shit I, is happening. I can say it's international and like well, it, it, for me, I um, working with teenagers. Mm-hmm. And one day I came to the activity and I see one of the girls has like uh, self mutilation, like cut on her hand. Mm-hmm. And I came to her in the end of activity, and I talked with her, and then, yeah, it's exactly like what you said. Is this uh, app, or I don't know exactly, it's in social media, when they have kind of challenge, and each mm-hmm. time it's different challenge, and you like trying to check how much, uh, like check your... Your likes, how many yeah, hits you like, get. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Where you, you say, yeah, I, I success this level, I'm going to next level, and the next level. And she she's like yeah I wanna he, uh, feel how it's how it's feel when it's real when it hurts and and that's crazy yeah mm-hmm. um, and know what know what that, that's actually interesting because you just asked the question off mic kind of uh, Mario where you said where do these challenges come from where do they come from and what's what's interesting to me is um, and this I, this uh, you know I, I like to tie everything I can back into Colin Kaepernick uh, because it's relevant. To me. Um, Who just but, filed a grievance against the owners of the um, NFL for collusion? Mm. Oh yeah, he should. Um, but um, and ooh, we can get to collusion off mic. That's a whole other conversation. I don't even. That's not. Mm. Yeah. But like going back to what I was saying, that the, the ice bucket challenge is a great example of how narratives and messages get lost in translation. If anybody recalls, it was the ALS ice bucket challenge. It's mm-hmm. basically like we're raising money for those who are affected by ALS. Um, um, and essentially what it is, is like, oh, if you do not contribute money 
to ALS, um, the, um, a- the cause for ALS, then you dump the ice water on yourself. And then it just became a bunch of people just dumping ice water on themselves. Mm-hmm. It, was, it had nothing to do with making any type of contribution to ALS. So, like, I don't know where these things come from. It's just one of those things, like, you know that you can say it, so. I mean, herd conformity, but let's say lemming conformity. People are following each other off the cliff. Mm-hmm. There's not a lemming there that's going to say, hey, stop, bro. It's a cliff right there. Everyone's just running in the same stream right off the cliff, right off the cliff. I think, I think what, what we're seeing is we're seeing examples, and I, we've even talked about this on the show a few times. We're seeing examples of how powerful social media could be for the positive mm. if we utilized it for that purpose. You know, we see small examples of it. We see what happens when, you know, uh, when law enforcement gets aggressive or kills someone and a video comes out and, you know, you can't suppress it, you know, because someone got it on their camera phone and then they posted it and it spread like wildfire throughout social media and everybody saw it. And the officers get acquitted. And the officers still get acquitted. And the officers get acquitted. That's another story. (laughs) That's a different story. But they're tried. As far as as far as people being aware and knowledgeable and actually being able to see exactly what happened for their own, you know, with their own eyes, like that's what social media can do. And then having someone make a pertinent comment about it, and then sometimes those comments go viral. You know, somebody speaking against an injustice or speaking against you know uh, you know any any sort any sort of uh, issue that we see caused, whether it, whether it's the gender gap in pay or you know whether it's racial inequality, we see people speak out about it, and then we see their comments. Uh, it go viral and we see something like the ice bucket challenge ALS ice bucket challenge where it starts off and it may get bastardized and the narrative may change over time but we we are constantly seeing how social media can be used for a positive you can now touch somebody on the other side of the world who can stand in solidarity with you on an issue and you couldn't do that before and maybe the narrative we need to choose is let's start doing our part to move the focus of social media in that direction. The first word in social media is social, all right? And we need to make a decision, I think, affirmative decision, to start doing our part to influence our circles, our communities, in the direction of using social media for something that could actually be positive. Can I say this, though? I don't believe in hashtag activism, and that's what this generation is. Because you click like or because you post a comment doesn't mean you're doing anything. You dig what I'm saying? And so it has to come to a point. I don't believe in symbolism. People were in an uproar of Harriet Tubman being on the $20 bill. I really don't give a sh. You can put Bugs Bunny on it. As long as the 20 is still a 20. I'm not wrapped up in the symbolism. Things actually have to change. They have to change. And you sitting behind a computer clicking like or posting your comment doesn't change anything for me at all. You, you, you get what I'm saying in that aspect? Of course, I'm like, truly, I believe social media is, the, the internet is one of the greatest inventions of the 20th century. Facebook outdid that. Because everyone might not believe in God, they might not believe in Buddha, but billions of people believe in Facebook. So you can reach every demographic from Twitter on, on out. But it's not really changing anything because people are lazy. People don't know their next door neighbors. They don't, they don't know anything. People are only concerned with what's right there in their realm. And people have become so self-absorbed. There are, 
They're doctors, they're clinicians working on things, but people really have disorders right now because of their perceived reality because of social media and these types of things. They can't see past the likes. As we just, as we just said earlier about people posting videos of people getting raped, they're doing it for the likes. They can't see past the likes or being popular on the internet. Something intangible, something that doesn't matter. And that's why I said earlier about the whole Szechuan sauce thing. We're making things matter that don't even matter. Well, I would disagree that it doesn't do anything because it hasn't done I, what? I think I think you're making the exact point that it does do something. You're saying that a lot of the problems and the ills that we see in are a byproduct of what happened. Didn't everybody on see Eric Garner get choked out on social media? What changed? I don't know. Yeah. I'm. I'm a... <laughs> Uh, you're saying that a lot of the negative impacts that we're seeing is because you know things run rampant on social media and people got people kind of get confined within that world of social media. My original point is that that's an example of the power that social media can have when you socialize something, when you when everybody does talk about something, when everybody does put something in the ether and put something in the consciousness. That is an important part of reformulating what people actually do down the road before an idea becomes something tangible, it's a thought. That's the first thing it is. Before anything tangible comes into existence, it's an idea. Whether you believe it's, if you're a religious person and you believe in God, before he you know, made the heavens and the earth and all of that stuff, he thought it <laughs> and then it came into existence or she thought it, if you believe those things. You know, before any invention you know, that a person creates, they think it and then they map it out, right? And social media can be that. It could be the map. It can, de- it can definitely that be that. It can definitely occur. be that. So I think I, I don't want to poo-poo the impact that it can have to utilize social media as a socialization tool to direct the thought and direct the consciousness. Oh, no, no. You I'm, see what I'm saying? I, I dig what you're saying. I'm, I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not pooping on it all, bro. I'm not, I'm not pooping I, on I, it don't all. Poop, but the don't thing, poop on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that the internet and social media are like money or fame. You know, for some people, especially people who are not particularly happy with themselves or stable in their personality, it just magnifies everything. So there's just as much good being done on the internet as there is fucked up, shallow, vain shit. It's just that what we tend to focus on in the media is negative shit because if it's it leaves, it leaves. So it doesn't actually have to right. be literal blood, but if there's any kind of blood in the water for, you know, any kind of controversy or anything like that, then, you know, that is what we focus on because that's what sells, that's what makes people click. You know, it's not the, the, the heartwarming shit that makes people click, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the fucked up shit because, you know what I'm saying, I'm sure there's just as many kitten videos as there is porn, you know what I'm saying? But people spend more time <laughs> watching porn than they do kitten videos, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, like, for obvious reasons. So, I just feel like, you know, the the internet is not a bad thing. Social media is not a bad thing. Social media is not actually getting anyone who isn't susceptible caught up in any shit that they wouldn't have already been caught up in already, you know what I'm saying? You don't need the internet, you know what I'm saying, to have a bunch of pre-adolescent and adolescent girls running around cutting themselves because they want to feel something because, you know, their life is devoid of feeling for whatever reason. I think that the reality is social media really magnifies the fact that our society is sick, but our society has been sick for some time now. Mm -hmm. These are not new problems that we are having. These are not new things that people are doing to themselves. You know what I'm saying? None of this shit is new. 
all of this shit might be new to you. You know what I'm saying? Some of the shit might be new to you. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is none of this shit is new. People have been doing this because everybody is using someone or something to cope with someone or something. And it's that's just, just now that it's like widespread and people know about it. And you put it on Facebook and it's the same well, shit you might have been doing or people might have been doing 20 years ago. I think I think you still reach out and attract a different following. I'm not demonizing the internet. I don't want us to move back into the dark age where we don't have social media or, or internet access because you can truly learn something every day. And you could do that beforehand, but now your options are so much wider. Your options are so much wider. You can reach out and touch someone in Bucharest, you know, or Taiwan or whatever else, and truly learn something, whatever else. And use it I mean, for, do do what you do. Use use it for what you you get your kicks out of it, you know, but. I think it produces right, a different class of people because someone who might have been having second thoughts about sitting there masturbating the children mm-hmm. didn't have a network at one time. So well, cool. Well, maybe maybe I'm no, maybe, they didn't. Maybe have I'm a not bad at all because I got fifty thousand other friends that do this and I can share videos with them. You dig what I'm saying? Some people's minds are so. I mean, su- everyone doesn't have a strong mind. Certain people are susceptible but, but to different Catholic things. Church, you, the Catholic Church scandal shows us that there's always been networks of pedophiles. So, I mean, the reality the Catholic, is nothing is new. Okay, okay, great. People Nothing's find, new, but people, but you you don't find, think they're people, weak personalities? People who would be susceptible to influence. I think that so someone with fifty thousand, someone, someone, someone with. I think without the internet, weak ass people have always been susceptible to other stronger personalities. The reality is, Columbine is a classic example of a weak personality and a strong personality, and those niggas didn't have the internet. Yeah, I think it's what we're what we're seeing is. I think uh, Mario, you're absolutely correct. They didn't have the internet. There, there are tons of people who are susceptible to to BS of any kind. That's more of a socialization problem and that's more of a, you know, a psychological problem of, you know, why is a person susceptible to certain things? You got to understand the psychology of the individual. But I think that you can't blame the tool that got them. I'm not blaming for while the tool. They were I'm just, I'm just saying exactly. it, it leaves right. it leaves an open doorway. Okay, it definitely so, is an open doorway. Hey, we, we, uh, we, we, yeah, we, I just think that I um, really agree with um, with the the thing that I wished social media would be more uh, positive and like yeah, it's a great tool and I and I think that the biggest problem and that's what something that I can tell you. I'm a very activistic back in Israel. I'm. Uh, we have a bunch of people, we start like a new politician party and we're trying to figure it out now. What is this? So if I'm telling all of, all of you, like if you're going to this corner, like if, you, if you're going to your right, you will see a fight. And if you're going to a left, you will see just friends hugging. Which side you will go? You will go decide to the fight. Most people to the fight. Exactly. It's sensational. And 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 that's one of the the biggest pro- problem for me because if you post on, let's say if you post like five posts that is positive and trying to bring good, you will have like another five that they like either these challenges or either like um, uh, people that just like bringing hate and negativity. And they will get much more, uh, pop, like that will be much more popular. And I think this this is the 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 question, like how 
and 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 where the changes start if it start outside social media and the society needs to be or or the or how we making more people more positive stuff being more popular okay. how, how you make positive to be popular I think this, this has always been my opinion you know the ills of society well they're social ills and I think the way you treat any disease is you treat the cells and the cells are individual people and the question I always ask is you know what's happening in the household what's happening in the school what's happening in your village you know what's happening in your network um, of people who are informing the lives and in, in building the mentality you know of that child because you know ignorant adults were children at some point you know and uh -huh. there could have been something to help influence that person along the way uh, that might have prevented and it's there also you know let's not let's not just poo poo actual uh, mental illness and you know there, there are sometimes there's some psychological difficulties and we do have to address that that's real um, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes people they just have uh, a bigger hurdle to overcome um, but some people are just assholes just because you know <laughs> they made some asshole choices but some they yeah. didn't be taught they weren't taught to not be an asshole and so that's the village that's the teachers that's the parents that's the you know that's the friends you get a little older that's you know other people on your sports team and you know you, you get a little older those are your colleagues and you know those are your fellow college students and but I think these days kids are much more influenced from the social media than teachers uh, like people around them and I, I, I see a lot of like uh, I agree with that and and that's a big big problem yeah and like how well, like I am I don't want that. we enough to solve this problem well, I mean likes likes are really and I, I totally agree I think and it's I don't the other influences I, I, aren't as powerful as they should be right and I think that's I think problem. I think it's partly that and I also think that like let's be honest I don't have any children but I think that there's a lot of lazy parenting going on. Oh, yeah. Because I sure. think that a lot of children are left alone with screens with no kind of supervision or even checking in on your browser history or any of that. I think that too many children are left church. alone with screens for way too long with no supervision at all. And I think that parents automatically assume because their children present to be one way in front of them that they are not trying to see the worst of what the world has to offer on the internet. The because internet's gonna show have, them the worst of the world in two clicks. It, 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 exactly, and, and I think that, you know, again, I don't have children, so I don't even begin to know how to navigate this, but I feel like I just, I'm not really comfortable with someone who can't say penis without giggling, you know what I'm saying, having a phone with a screen that allows them to go on the internet. I get that kids need to have cell phones, but I feel like, what's wrong with your kid having a flip phone? Like, you know what I'm saying? We were totally cool with alphanumeric texting. <laughs> we were totally cool with They no are phone. young. Yeah. We were totally cool with a quarter look, and a payphone. Can I yeah. say this? I'm I a mean, father. you can, like, definitely navigate life without having to have all of the conveniences that a smartphone offers yes you yeah, need a phone I, to call I, in case you like stranded somewhere your girl acting up she got drunk she can't drive whatever whatever but i agree yeah you can navigate all of that on a flip phone and look at some pixelated dicks if so you so choose to try to get on the internet and look go on the Pornhub. not that i know anything about Pornhub. hub did you know but, 
So right, I, right, right. you had heard. I'm a father. Right, I'm, I'm a... just saying that, like, you know, you may not be able to stop them, but you ain't got to make it, like, the easiest thing right. in the world. Exactly. And I also feel like, but but then the other reality is, no, actually, with your flip phone, why do you get the internet? You know what you get? You get a dial tone. That's what you get. Mm. Well, I happen to be the father of a 16 year old, and she had a what? she had a yeah she had a cell phone for quite a quite a while, and there were some issues when things started jacking up because daddy pays for that phone and it's, it's cut off. Attention. It's cut off. Phone check. It's, it's dead. It's done. My daughter's a junior in high school right now, so that was taken away in the sixth grade. Now, mama wanted to be friends with her. I think we should give it back to her. I said, for what? For what reason? She gets picked up. She gets dropped off from school. Mm. Period. We can call it. Like I, I survived without one. She'll survive without one. And she was just, re- honestly, she just like she just moved, transferred schools or whatever else. So I got her a phone, but I wasn't gonna have any phone issues. Guess what? I got her a flip phone. Right, right. This is just about like, communication, mm-hmm. point blank. Period. I can, but and not that I can keep her away from the internet, and that's not my thing to keep her away from anything and so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, you won't be doing a whole lot with this one. Okay, so you gotta sit in front of a computer for. Uh, no, no, I, no, I feel you. And and a computer in a space where like um, I'm a call. I'm going out of your room when I feel exactly. like it's over your shoulder. Exactly. What you looking at? Let's oh, pull yeah. up that browser history right now. Actually, I called it a right, trap exactly. phone. So, <laughs> or I, I know that's right. Or I would rather you trap, just did that trap, in the living room, trap. or in the kitchen. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you just sit down here and do your home. Yes, so speaking to what phone. Christy was saying uh, earlier, she was saying in terms of like you know there are a lot of there's a lot of lazy parenting. I mean, honestly. At the risk of sounding judgmental, but which is, you know, at, at 40 years old, you're going to run that risk every day. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of younger kids. Like, you see, if you go to church, like, I remember I had to sit in church, and if I started to fall asleep, like, I was going to get smacked in the back of the head. I mean, that was just, that was like, even if I was like five or six years old, I was expected to stay awake in church. Better even though, this hard like, like Cameron looking time. back at me right now, like, I remember that. <laughs> like, like, yo. And we had a church that's easy to fall asleep in. Or at least uh, not off sitting up. Yeah, all yeah, of them yeah. Off. yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> so, but like now, though, you see like a lot of these churches and they have like these kids that have like these tablet devices and they just heads are just craned down all the time looking at these devices and they've already been saying studies are showing that these kids are having issues or they're not mm-hmm. processing things as readily and that kids um, from the generation that's coming up now don't understand what sarcasm is because sarcasm is something that's conveyed socially when you're actually interacting with people and because you like interacting through screens all the damn time or whatever it's hard to kind of pick up they sarcasm don't, they can't read they can't read facial features yeah. or body language yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know that they, they can't sarcasm pick up those does not translate cues. well through text but more yeah. importantly the American Academy, can't spell right the American Academy <laughs> right the American Academy of Pediatrics says there is no safe amount of screen time for a child under two I believe what? it uh, I would also because, like because because we see solid pictures in front of us but what is actually going on is this is a stroke this is you know thousands of pictures being you know what i'm saying broadcast a second and there's a blank spot in between tv all these screens these are strobe lights that we are you know exposing children to and so what they're seeing a lot of them because they don't process as fast is just a series sometimes of individual images it's not necessarily solid fluid movement and so that affects how they learn how to process things mm, okay it might like be playing like a record backwards in the days there's some evil messages in there 
Run off a cliff. Take your clothes off on the internet. Yeah, don't do any of that. Yeah, so I just wanted to say also, going back in, because everybody was having a very dynamic discussion with regard to internet and social media. Um, I do believe that social media, uh, to tag on to what Slimming and I believe Christy and Henny were saying, I do believe that uh, social media has a lot of positive aspects to it, depending upon how you use it. I feel like um, Black Lives Matter, when it started, started out of social media activism. Uh, like, uh, like I just saw that the um, team in Ger- Germany just uh, kneeled on the field in solidarity well, it's something that's happening over here in America. They didn't have to do that, but that's as a result of like activism and social media and things popping off that way. And the reason why I was informed is because Sean King tweeted it. So um, I do believe that social media activism can be good and I can and it can be useful and powerful. The problem that we have to kind of figure out the the, inter, uh, the disconnect for is what happens after. For example, when Trump got in office, not too long after he got in office, they had the women's march on all seven continents. It's never happened before, and it was just organized very quickly. There's it was, it was a lot of it's a lot of rage, and like you know. So, but what happened? What came out of that that march after that? That's the question. So, I think speaking I, to what Mario is saying is like, okay, what what are what what's what's been implemented after you have the march? Like, it's great that you marched. And well, it, there's a lot more women running for office now. True, and, that, and that's good. Which was something that, that was discussed. discussed. Yeah, and, 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 that, that's and, a very and, valid and point. Many of those candidates are leveraging those marches. That's a very valid point. And but there's also like you know issues like you know like uh, like when you talk about a feminist movement, whatever, versus a womanist movement. You know what I mean? So there are things that still need to get hashed out. And like I, we we could talk about this all day. We're gonna have to wrap up soon. But you were gonna say. I Mark? think I just want to piggyback on a point you know, like uh, from James Baldwin, mm. like. The oh, time, and now I've got to fight with Baldwin. No, no, seriously. At, at the moment when these when these um, social media moments or or, or marches or initi- or initiations, when the the moment that they should have crossed over to the real power politics, they became monetized. You dig what I'm saying? When you start lending out your name for monetary aspects and, and these funds start flowing in, so forth and so on, you know that kind of kills the movement. Okay. You, you know the, the people. The people money behind, can't corrupt because the, the people behind decisions. the money. The, the people behind the movements get. Oh, we're, we're good. We're comfortable now. Okay. Uh, you gonna, did. I mean. I mean. And it was a point. I I want to give a couple of examples of you know just the so we have a full circle conversation of some examples um, of positive things that social media has done for me in my life specifically. Um, and I'm not talking about like you know promoting my events and and all of that stuff or inviting people to parties and none of that. Um, you know, my daughter is 17 years old, and my daughter is a she is a young dark chocolate woman um, who loves anime and did not have a lot of contemporaries. All right, not a lot of kids who like the same things that she liked. Okay, she gets a lot of support from her parents. She gets a lot of interaction and conversation from her parents. We've been heavily involved in her education. She's already graduated high school. Um, uh, she did. Thank goodness she graduated early. You know, if she could move out early, that'd be great too. But, um, uh, um, but yeah, yeah. So through social media, she's actually been able to make legitimate friends, not just people that she communicates with through social media, but she's met people who have common interests that we have gone to visit these places to meet their parents and meet the kids face to face and because of this she just went to New York Comic Con 
um, a week ago, a week and a half ago, with friends that initially that meeting started on social media. And we did the part that parents are supposed to do. We met everybody and we met parents and we made sure everybody was who they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But it was born from social media. It just would not have been able to occur without social media. She did not have to feel like a lonely person who wasn't connected to anybody else. And I think that's, that's what beautiful. That's the that's the that's the also the sketchy side because there are people who do not feel that like, you know, necessarily that they're hurt or they connect with anybody and then that's what Mario's saying. We've all been saying it in different ways. There is a like, oh, but you can uh, you're just a search away for finding somebody that's into exactly right, what you're right. into. But I think the controls we put on that is yeah. that we we have still been parents throughout the Oh whole no I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not, so I'm not, she wasn't not I wasn't I was going against what you were media. saying. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying that this is how all these things plugged in. So, so I see all your points. That's why all, I wasn't yeah, jumping yeah. in earlier. It's all this time. So like and uh, another thing I wanted to say specifically about the women's march. Um I didn't know about the first Women's March until it was advertised on social media. Mm -hmm. I went to the Women's March because I saw this Women's March advertised on social media. I went with my wife and my daughter uh, to be supportive and show solidarity with women trying to march for women's causes. Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of initiatives there for women. And at myself, I've been more vocal and been more active. I'm now going to networking events in my field for the Women's Bar Association so that I can play a greater role in making sure women attorneys have more access to technology and more knowledge about technology and make sure women attorneys are more knowledgeable about things that they can do in my field that they may not have been aware that they could do, right? These are tangible things mm -hmm. that I'm doing as a result of an event that I went to that I saw on social media that I would not have gone to otherwise. So I just think there are examples, as Henna said, as Christy said, and as you have reiterated, Lee, we can use these tools, because that's what they are. They're mm -hmm. just tools. We can mm -hmm. use them for positives. And then it's going to be up to the individuals to use them for positive things. But are you at home making individuals that are going to use tools for positive things? Okay, that's great. Uh, Christy, we got 30 seconds. You want to you say anything um, uh, as a quick wrap-up? Um, well, Facebook saved my life, you know, so I'm... <laughs> I mean, well, no, seriously, I'm broken as fuck. So, I mean, I got a whole bunch of allergies. And when I figured out all the things that were wrong with me, I joined a bunch of, excuse me, of Facebook support groups. And the reality is I've been able to find an allergist, start immunotherapy, find a cardiologist, find an immunologist. I've been able to find all the specialists I need one stop shopping because I go to Facebook groups. I found a farm. I found farmers like not only that, but like I actually know a lot of these people. Some of us meet up in real life, you know. So, you know, what social media is, is whatever you decide make to make of yep. the community yep. that you find there. Just like You all. know, and some people choose to take that into real life and some people don't, you know. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we have to be mindful of when we knock anything is that, you know, there's always the flip side, you know. So, like, think about how you use you know that whatever it is as a tool in your life and you know instead of maybe judging you know the world think about how you can use it better excellent ladies and gentlemen we just had a fire conversation with like six awesome individuals we're fire uh, uh first and foremost we want to thank mario and henny for sitting in great job Awesome. No uh, unfortunately, we got to get Henny back to Israel, but we're gonna we're gonna try to we're, we're gonna try to get you back here soon. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, signing off to my left, I have the lovely and incomparable. T. Rich, I'm no longer drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have uh, dialing in. K. Savage. Indeed, indeed. Have a happy week, people. And it's your boy S. Double. Make sure you come and check me out at Buzz Boys and Poets two times this month, the 23rd and the 30th. In Sherlington. Look in Sherlington. You. Come check me out. Indeed, With a DP. Uh, so, so, so check it out. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. We are the usual suspects. This is Flash Black Radio. Uh, if you want to check us out, ladies and gentlemen, there are a couple places you can do that. You can check us out on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can also check us out through Google Play and you can check us out through the iTunes app or the podcast app on the iPhone. You can check us out at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News on Twitter. You can check us out on IG. I actually am posting shit now so you can't give me shit for that anymore. Uh, And then also check us out to the Facebook page and the Facebook group uh, at Flash Black. Uh, And we will appreciate you more if you share your faces and your vistas yes. with your listeners. Yeah, where you because coming from? We want to put faces and people and places to the listens that we see. Is Brazil still also, and again, thing? that's oh, what I was about to say. Brazil, Obrigado, Brazil, because yeah. you are like our number one listening audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that Portuguese? Yeah. It is. All right. Yeah, so I also want to Spanish. Also no. want to <laughs> thought that, ladies and gentlemen. So like, uh, when we have these social things. Uh, when we put stuff on Twitter for you to, to read, don't just read it, share it. Mm. Um, when we put stuff on Facebook, don't just read it and share it. Also, feel free to comment, have a conversation. That's what we're here for. So we thank you for your listening. We thank you for all your listenership. And we ask that you continue to do so and, you know, tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend and so forth and so on. We are the usual suspects. This is Flashback Radio. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Peace. Peace.